This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here at the Big 8 tournament champion. Middle school basketball coaching legend and Duke basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Right out of the gate, we're going to address that because we haven't yet on this show. The second part of, of that open. Duke basketball shooting coach in my mind. We're going to have a conversation about that real quick. We're going to have a talk about it? If I was Duke basketball shooting coach, they win the national championship the last... They win it this year. Yeah. And they win it with uh, Zion and RJ. Ah, that's what I'm saying. If you were the guy. Yep. Hmm. John Shire, give me a call. Yeah, talk about it. I'm here. You're ready. Uh, That was my job. They need it. They could have used you right now. Yep. Second, so in high school, now the extent of my playing days, some secondary ball handling, pick and pop. Just just give me the ball. Just give you the rock. Give me the ball. Get it done. Spot me up. Give me off a little bit of movement. I'm a floor Mm -hmm. spacer, Strick. Right, right. That's what I do. My hand is in that cookie jar, literally and figuratively. All I'm dip, saying, take a dip. All I'm saying is I could have fixed Trey Jones and R.J. Barrett. That's all I'm going to say. Well, that's you know, like I said, you know, put your bid in, put your bid in, throw it in the mix, and let them know that you know you're ready. I think you're born ready. ready. I think you're ready. Never personally. seen me shoot, but you know I'm ready. I think you're ready. It's mental. That's all it is. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's all mental, and mm-hmm. you know, a little bit of technique, but. You know, getting your feet right. Oh, there's a few things to it, but I'm sure you got it all covered. I believe in myself. John Shire, give me As a call. As you should. The other thing you should believe in is us when we say Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul is the place to be. Absolutely. Definitely go out there. Make it happen. They are wide open for you, especially now that the uh, Sweet 16 is about to jump mm. off. There's no better place to go down and to get a nice little meal uh, to come back home and uh, sit on the couch and uh, devour it and then devour some NCAA March Madness and then fall asleep. Absolutely. We will get to March Madness at the bottom of the hour. Uh, We'll give our Sweet 16 predictions. We'll also talk to Andrew Alex uh, here in just a little bit. Some NFL news to get out to you. Uh, Adam Schefter recently tweets, Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott has narrowed down his options about where he wants to play to three teams. Okay. Here are the three teams, Strick. The Philadelphia Eagles, the New York Jets, and the Cincinnati Bengals. I can't even open my mouth, but what did we say? If you would come to the block, you wouldn't even have to need Adam Schefter and all of that. You would know what the information was because we broke it down right here. We told you. Who 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 did I say was number one, though? I said Cincy. You did say Cincy. And the reason is, is because he's a great pass pro guy. You lost Samaj P. P. Ryan. Mm-hmm. And then now you're going to have – you just added Brown – to your offensive line, mm-hmm. what better guy to have that can get downhill and protect you and can catch out of the backfield? Compliment mixing. He can, he's a great compliment mm-hmm. to that. And you, you kind of mixing kind of is in some little, you know, hot water issues. But Again. But that's, that's, that's a great guy to fill in on the cheap. On the cheap. You had to pay him ninety million or whatever, you know, whatever his contract was. But he also has a little bit of a relationship with Joe Burrow, who was on the team at Ohio State when Zeke was there. There you go. See? 
See, that's what I like. I think I think the Jets wouldn't be bad either. I still think they they're okay. They feel good about their running game. You know, Zeke is a backup. Mm, okay, but I, I I'm not a, I'm not against any of those. I thought all of those teams were in the in the possibilities. When I mean, we talked about it, we didn't we 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 didn't know Philly would be really the one because we thought they were pretty good. You know, obviously Sanders is departing, but mm-hmm. that could be a good look for him. What it comes down to, it really all three of these places to me is his ego. Yeah, because if he goes to Cincinnati, he's a complimentary piece. Mm-hmm. Mixon's their guy; he's been there. You know, if he gets everything cleared up, he's still their guy. Yeah. Zeke, I don't think would even be one B there. I think he's pretty clearly the number two. Is he okay with that? Mm-hmm. We'll have to see. If he goes to the Jets, he's Same. not the attraction. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is when yeah. they officially trade him. The Jets are going to want to throw the ball more than they run it. And, oh, by the way, in the backfield, Brees Hall was off to a really good start Yeah. before he got injured. Zeke might be more of a one B there. But I still think Brees Hall's their guy more than Zeke would be. Agreed. And then in Philly, we saw they didn't have one dominant running back. Sanders was good for them. So was Gainwell. So was Boston Scott from time to time. Yeah. So They had a good trio. Right. And again, Jalen Hurts is the story. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith are the story. Facts. Heck, even, even Dallas Goddard, part of the story. <laughs> Facts. So to me, if I'm advising Ezekiel Elliott, I tell him not to do the Russell Westbrook. Don't make this about you. Be willing to take a reduced role and be much better at that role than try to be someone you were four or five years ago. Yeah. And, and, and I will say that he tried. Uh, Pollard just outperformed, outplayed. He just was better, I thought. And cheaper. You know what I mean? He hit holes. He, he It was like you could tell the difference between when Pollard hit a hole and when Zeke hit a hole. Now, young Zeke was probably hitting those holes and was able to get in there with power, get downhill, good one-cut guy. Pollard hits holes, and he's into the secondary quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, And you could tell that Zeke was trying to get that magic back. It just wasn't happening. So, you know, I, I hope he gets to the right spot. If you had to pick for him, which of those three do you send him to? I, I, I personally would think Cincy. You know, being that Mixon's kind of, you know, up, up, in, you could actually mm-hmm. turn into and be a significant piece for them. I think since he, and then since he's got a chance to, to still make a, a nice little run in this playoff deal. Obviously, I think Philly's going to be, uh, you know, not, like if you really want to stick it to somebody, <laughs> like if your ego is really involved, mm-hmm. you go to Philly and run your butt off because you're going to see the Cowboys a couple times and you say, hey, it's what you missed out on. So I can I can see that look for him too. 402-464-5685. Which of those three places is the best landing spot for Ezekiel Elliott? Way in there on the Sarder Heyman text line. Uh, make sure you're watching too. You're listening on your radio dial, uh, on your computer. You can watch us, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Pull up the Sarder Heyman uh, live video stream. Tap in there as well. All right, Strick. Notre Dame is... I don't I don't know exactly how to approach this because their AD and their president say the NCAA could collapse without NIL rules put in place. That sounds a little dramatic, but it's something we've heard talked about before where, you know, we've heard all oh, the Big Ten, the SEC might break off. The Power Five in football might break off, leave everyone else behind. That still feels a bit dramatic, like a bit of a, a nuclear option. 
Notre Dame seems to think it's real. And I think it's interesting coming from Notre Dame because they would be a part of the big money group. Mm-hmm. Even though they're not affiliated, you know, fully with a conference. I know they play the ACC schedule. Notre Dame's not in a conference. Yet, despite that, they're part of that bigger group. Notre Dame is in an interesting spot. Always will be a unique spot until they decide to to join a conference. Anyways, Jack Swarbrick, the AD, uh, says college athletics uh, is in crisis. And let's start with this aspect of it. Swarbrick and the president, Father Jenkins, are calling for help from Congress, but not for Congress to do everything. And I think that's the right approach. Because we've seen what happens when the FBI gets involved with college basketball and with, with Nevin Shapiro. There's no point. Why are we wasting federal resources on college athletics? I don't think it has to happen. Mm -hmm. What the NCAA needs is a little push in that direction that the Supreme Court gave it, I think, opening up NIL when the NCAA got shut down, 9-0. That'll continue to happen. But we can't make a new branch of government or devote a you know, an office of government to overseeing college athletics. That's what the president's for. That's what NCAA committees are for. If it takes a nudge in the right direction from Congress to, for one time, set everyone on equal playing field in terms of these are the general rules, okay, fine. But the majority of the reform can't come from that high up. The majority of the reform has to come from presidents and chancellors at the NCAA level. Um... It's kind of like putting a gate or putting a fence around wild horses. Mm-hmm. Wild horses will just run the landscape nonstop. They're tough to tame. It's hard to bring in. And the word I'm looking for, it's hard to rein. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what you, you know, you put reins on horses. Mm-hmm to stabilize and make sure that they're getting guided in the right direction as to where you want them to go. Right. Mm -hmm. NIL has been what we most call the wild, wild West for some time. Now it has been an unimpinged, like just run amok, run free Mm -hmm. and do what you like, how you like, where you like. Right. And one of the things that he said was, that booster and booster led collectives are distributing, basically are distributing salaries to players. We knew that kind of, this is the direction that was going. This is where you -hmm. get your tampering type situations. Now guys are getting con, you know, contacted and then they're finding themselves jumping in the portal. And, and, and then I think you kind of lose your savor. And I say that because look at what happened to Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison went from being a potential top draft pick to falling off the mountain. The like in like he had a bad showing at the combine. He's probably gonna lose a lot of money. Yeah, he hit an NIL. Hit. But it seems that guys that are doing this, that are getting all of this up front for the most part, up front. Not like Alabama's doing it, like with Bryce, for example. Bryce performed. Mm-hmm. The more he performed, the more he got, right? But you're seeing now it's starting to get crazy. Look at Ilamaleva. Ilamaleva. Like, he's got an $8 million joint. 
barely stepped foot on campus. Hasn't even touched, hasn't thrown a ball, hasn't thrown it out, a post, doesn't even know what coverage this is going to look like, doesn't have not face that Will Anderson type of line. Will's going to be gone, but I'm saying there's going to be replacements. He hasn't faced none of that, but yet he's getting that kind of – I can understand what he's doing. He's throwing it out there. He's making it kind of um, like going overboard with it, but it's only because he wants to put the reins on. Mm. It needs to have reins. Mm -hmm. And so you throw it to Congress because why? The NCAA at this point is like a paper champion. They have, they're like a Rottweiler in a Chihuahua's body. They look big, but they have a type of bark mm-hmm. right that's what's going on right now and i can see kind of he's just trying to get ahead of it because the toothpaste is already out the tube and you can't put it back in but how can we rein it in so, so to speak what swarbrick and father jenkins are saying uh, the congress rules should be uh rule that college athletes are not employees mm-hmm. that's what they want con- congress to say they want congress to preempt differing state nil laws um, and then let college athletics create the NIL rules for the sake of what they're saying is competitive equity. Okay, sure, I see where they're coming from. Strick, here are the two changes, though, that I think would be absolutely fascinating. One of them we've seen before, one of them we haven't. Something that Swarbrick and Jenkins said in their letter is they believe the NFL should create a minor league for young players. Yes hmm. or no? I mean, that's what college football has been. I think that would totally decimate college football. And, and here's why. You, you're looking at right now the USFL and the XFL, and, 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 and that's giving you a good taste of what you try to – if you would try to throw a minor league system out there, the purity of what people love and the reason they get behind and the reason it's so popular – is because you've got rabbit fans that just love their their teams. And usually you're in a place where most times they don't have a lot. Let's just be honest about it. UCLA don't get the types of fans that, no. you know, Nebraska would get. No. Right? Mm-mm. USC even. Even in their even in USC's heyday. They they don't is because they're in these types of cities where there's so many, so much more, more to do than there is, mm-hmm. you know, just to be going to a football. Yes, you got great support. Mm-hmm. Yes, campus. They're not on campus too, mm-hmm. so you don't, you don't have that type of flavor, right? This is why Alabama down in Tuscaloosa is off the chain. You got Alabama, Alabama and Auburn is it. That's where it's at, right? Baton Rouge, mm-hmm. ain't no, you know, you got Louisiana, but it's down the street. Right. So everybody from the mid, the middle of the state. So that's what you get. And that's where you get the fire and the desire and the passion that comes from, you know, Ole Miss, Virginia Tech, you know, all these types of teams. But guess what? Georgia Tech don't get that much. It's freaking in Atlanta. Everybody's (laughs) they're doing their freaking thing. And then you got the Falcons. Mm -hmm. So that's 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 what I'm saying. I'm trying to figure out if you throw a minor league system in there, Austin, that's probably what it'll look like. So. I'll push back a little bit and say, what if we took the USFL and XFL and did it like what the G League used to be? Associate those levels with certain, you know, parent teams in the higher league, you know, where you have your guys on your practice squad that you can elevate right away. So no college. Still college. So then how does it work? 
after a certain amount of years? Well, are you saying so, you want older players? You're you're eliminating. Well, you the, have to be older league? players. I mean, we, we talk about the adjustment from high school to college for guys and how it's hard for them to come in and con- contribute right away. Same with college to the NFL, right? Especially if you're a, a you know group of five prospect, it's typically more difficult for you to acclimate physically. It takes you a year to get ready. So maybe what you do is you have the NFL draft. So you've you've done your three years in college. You can go. Let's say someone like Jordan Addison. I think that's a fantastic example where I don't think it was the NIL that, you know, made him get, you know, fat and sassy or lowered him. I think he had a great year at Pitt, but because he had to play another year, it's another year of film out there. It's another year that teams can adjust. It's another year that you can see what his physical abilities are, but also what his limitations are. Jordan Addison still, you know, mocked in the first or second round. That's still good. But if he would have left school last year, top 10 pick. What I'm saying is, for guys like that, if you want to declare for professional football as a freshman or sophomore, you have to play in the minor leagues until you're a certain year. So a team can draft you, mm. but it's kind of draft and stash in the minors. Love to hear. Love to hear. Sutter Hammond text line, 402-464-5685. What's your thoughts? How do you feel about it? Do you think that an XFL, USFL, USFL uh, should be some form of a minor league? That eliminates the NIL situation uh, in that you allow people to leave a little bit earlier maybe and then go into the minor league system if they decide to get drafted. I, that, 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 that seems like that would be a lot. I think the purists would not would have pushback. I think your games would fall off tremendously as far as the college games. But it would open up more opportunities, though, for other kids to be able to get in. But does it destroy the FCA, uh, the F- FCS system? Maybe it could. And yes, I understand that it's going to hurt, but we see that with college baseball, right? You know, Mm -hmm. guys leave there and it's just another way, another way you have to manage the roster. And yes, anyone that has a good year would just go pro. But again, this is where you trust the adults in the room. You trust the adults to be adults, have good agents in place that say, okay, no, you had a good year. You're not physically ready. Come back one more year. It's where you trust the NFL scouts that say, okay, we like your game. We need to see you filled out one more year. You know, um, college basketball, the same way. Guys can declare after one year, right? And that's another rule that Swarbrick and Jenkins want gone. They want to eliminate the one-and-done rule. Mm-hmm. We see a lot of success stories from the straight from high school to the pros. For every one of those guys, Strick, there's got to be five or ten that don't make it. Yeah. That think they're ready to make that jump, yeah. and they don't. Yeah, I've, I've seen it. There's, 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 there's that. There's that is absolutely true. Uh, Brad, Brad jumps in and says, uh, you know, since he talking about uh, Zeke, he thinks that since he's the place to, for for him to be. Claytonia John basically says XFL for uh, for Zeke because he's trash. He's a bum. Kelsey. Uh, Mississippi Mud says anyone that has a basically anyone that has a good year would just go pro in that in in. In your method. And again, so. that's where it comes back to make sure we have good people around the future of our sports. If we want to continue to enjoy sports, if we want them to be the highest level product, it can't just be the players. It has to be the people around them, from the coaches to the scouts to, to the, the agents. agents to the advisors. Mm-hmm. Everyone has to have the best interest of as many people involved in their decision making as they can. Because, yes, agents are going to get their money regardless. Some of them are sleazy. That's always going to be the case. But how do we limit that number? How do we get as many 
people that are in it for, you know, the right reasons, quote unquote, as we can. Because then if these systems are in place, it's just more options. It doesn't have to, you know, kill the FCS level. It doesn't have to kill college football attendance. It doesn't have to. It's not this or that. There's an ecosystem where everyone can thrive. We just got to take steps in those directions for the right reason. Interesting take, uh, Austin. Eric uh, says uh, on the text line, Hanalinka text, uh, I mean the um, Sarahama text line, I think it should be like college baseball. If you go to co- if you choose to go to college, you have to stay at least uh, stay for at least three years. Yeah, baseball and football have that role. Yeah. But football doesn't have the, the prep to pro. So basically, you know, I think football is unique in that physically it is just like I don't know what's in the food these days. I don't know what's <laughs> in the horn. Some of these kids are coming out of freaking uh, high school, you know, just big swole and like mm-hmm. ready, ready, ready. I'm like, I don't know what it is. But um, I thought I was a specimen in high school. Well, good gosh, some of these kids now. But um, I think it's tough for any kid coming out of high school to make that leap. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, that's why it's rare. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That would be a rare occasion. But, you know, if somebody wanted to just avoid all of that, you know, if you want to throw your head, head in the in, in the uh, uh, the draft, you know, maybe that is an option. I, I don't know. It's or like the G League Ignite. Why can't you have, you know, a, a team of underclassmen from college, like sophomores, right, that want to declare like one year early – but if they're going to do that, they have to, you know, be selected by this XFL or USFL team. Again, it's grown men playing against them. I don't think it would go well for their safety. I wouldn't recommend it, which is why I'm saying maybe building up a minor league system where each team in the NFL has a team below them, a full team to get a look at guys, to stash guys, to help them get in that pro system sooner. I think there's a way to do it. I'm not smart enough to know that way. I think someone could If you do figure it. it out, you might be uh, the NCAA president or whatever it is and be making $3 million and be sitting on your hands. I might be able to give up my job as Duke's shooting coach <laughs> if I figure that <laughs> Absolutely. out. Absolutely. All right, let's step aside. When we get back, let's talk to Andrew Alex. Some March Madness talk. We'll do that on the other side.